Hey, you're listening to the Speaking of Music podcast. Hey guys, we're back this week with another exciting episode, and this week we're going to talk about This Is What It Feels Like by Gracie Abrams. Let's do background information. So this is the second EP from Gracie Abrams. However, it is 12 tracks, so it feels much more like an album. And that is what it feels like. <laughs> Thank you for that, Sophia. Yeah, I was about um, to make that same joke, but then I refrained <laughs> from interrupting Victoria's background info. Okay, and it was released November 12th, 2021, and the singles were Feels Like, Rockland, and All Right. Okay, I can start with my rankings. My rankings are Feels Like, Older, For Real This Time, Painkillers, Camden, The Bottom, Rockland, All Right, Better, Augusta, Wishful Thinking, and Hard to Sleep. Okay, my rankings are Older, Feels Like, For Real This Time, Painkillers, Camden, The Bottom, Rockland, Augusta, All Right, Better, Wishful Thinking, and Hard to Sleep. And my rankings are Feels Like, Rockland, For Real This Time, Older, Painkillers, Camden, The Bottom, Augusta, Better, All Right, Wishful Thinking, and Hard to Sleep. Okay, so these are definitely some interesting rankings from all of us, but let's just start with the title track, Feels Like. Let's start with Feels Like. So I think that when I first started listening to Gracie a few months ago, this song was the first song of hers that I really fixated on. And this song was like a song that I was obsessed with for a little too long. But um, I think that there's definitely, there's, it's really evident why I fixated on the song like I did because it has so many elements that I genuinely really like in a song and that I bring up a lot on this podcast. So yeah, I probably sound like a broken record at this point, but I talk about really loving when artists incorporate little moments of time into a song. And I love how Gracie does that here because it's so picturesque and peaceful. And everything about this song just clicks so well. What I think is funny about this song is that she's talking about the time she went to go see after which is a Harry Styles fanfic movie <laughs> with her oh friend. And I could just, <laughs> I can't ever just get that out of my head that she's talking about, <laughs> like she's talking about the movie she's watched, which is Tessa and Harden. And that's just such like a joke movie to me that like, this is such a sweet story. And then they're watching after. Anyway. I love this song, and I feel like I just wanted to bring that up because Anusha talked about all the great things that she loved about that song, which are also things that I love, but I just, I think it's very funny. No, it is funny. Um, I think, so, uh, this was the first song of hers I listened to because I just listened to this album, and this was the first track, and I was really... um, drawn in by this song it has such a um, inviting melody and it just 
was so um it was so interesting to me because I don't think I was expecting a a type of song like this one when I was going into this I kind of thought it would be uh I don't know slower and sadder which I mean we get in this album just not in the first track and which I'm glad I'm glad that it's not the first track yeah really slow and I also like how the uh the I guess EP title came from this track but the the EP is called this is what it feels like but the song is only called feels like yeah what I will say is that also on the whole EP thing like genius calls it an album genius says it's the debut album unrelated anyway what I will say about feels like is that it just does a really good job of drawing you into her sound even though it's much more upbeat than a lot of the rest of the songs on the album and it's still not very like happy you know it's not very bubbly it's just like it's emotional just in the right ways that she portrays in her like sadder songs just as an opener which is meant to draw like all types of audiences in and I feel like slow songs often fail to do that on an album Mm -hmm. Speaking of slower songs, we can talk about Rockland, which is definitely a change of pace. Yeah, for sure. I think that when I saw the track list, the first thing that caught my attention was the number of songs with, um, like, places in the title, as the title. Um, And I think that those songs, to me, tend to be more interesting songs that are named after places and people and numbers as opposed to the actual lyrics because they tend Camden. to mean something a little bit deeper yeah Camden and as in Augusta Camden too. and Jay baby I don't think it's about the Camden in New Jersey right I highly doubt it I no, highly it's in, doubt it knowing no actually all of the places are in Maine all three okay. of those places are from where she grew up like around Maine that makes so, sense. Um, She's missing out walking the streets of Camden at 3 a.m. <laughs> she, in <laughs> fact, is. But um, in terms of this song, um, I really liked the Lord-esque vibe she brought. I feel like a lot of the things that she does in terms of her production and the way she pronounces certain things remind me a lot of Lord in a really good way. And I like how in this song we get a sort of conversational type of vibe like the that you wish you never even met me like I like how she says that like she's having a conversation as opposed to singing it in a more like impersonal way um and I think that Sophia and I were talking about this a little while ago we were listening to a different song where the clumsy conversational vibe didn't work out as well but (laughs) I think that in this song it works out really well and it's just casual enough to be intimate so yeah I also love the lyric I'm sure that I would like her if I were slightly nicer I just Mm -hmm. like I love that lyric too you know it's just showing that like, you still care about a person so much that you, like, resent their current partner just because, like, it's not you, even mm-hmm. though they're definitely a nice person. Yeah. 
So this song is kind of significantly higher on my rankings than it is on Sophia and Anusha's. And I was debating this because I was like, I didn't want to put it so high, but also I really, really liked this song. Uh, and it just was so, I think as a follow-up to the first track, it, you know, shed a light on a different side of her songwriting and singing ability. And I think what really drew me in was when you get to the bridge and it, it kind of picks up with the, I see you every night in my sleep. Um, and then like falling, what is it? Like falling with a knife you cut deep. Really okay, enjoyed why that. are Vic's top three just the track list? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, feels like Rockland and for real this time. So I guess on that note, we can move on to the third track, also Vic's third favorite, for real this time. I okay. love that this song is um, upbeat. It's it's almost like a main character energy song. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, definitely. The beat is it's uplifting. I love the way that she's talking about physically leaving. You know, I've packed my bags in the middle of the night a thousand times. I get up to say goodbye, and she's talking about how whether if that's something she was physically doing or doing in her head to get ready to leave just like mapping it out like I could I could go and I could never come back but then not being emotionally ready to say goodbye and talking about doing all the physical things to have only the mental aspect of it holding you back I thought was super interesting and I love how the title comes I think that I'm for real this time I think this is the time I'm ready to go Musically, yeah. I really enjoyed this song because it starts off with kind of like a low register and kind of like one note type of singing, talky singing type of thing. And then it um you it gets higher in the chorus and it gets more melodic. And I personally think that song structure and you know, sound structure works really well in songs. I I like how the idea of like a relationship that had a lot of like lies involved in it was built up in this song through the inclusion of the words this time in the title because she says like for real this time, like she actually means it. So I think that that like subtle addition to the, both the lyric and the title were really important and meaningful. And I think that's something that Gracie does really well. These like really tiny but meaningful additions to her lyrics. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And with that, I think we should move on to the next track, which is Camden. Not Camden, NJ, baby. Unfortunately not. Ugh. What a joy that town is. <laughs> okay, thanks for sharing. <laughs> okay. So in terms of this song, I personally love the outro a lot because 
music is already so immersive in the way she tells stories but this one feels like she just like wraps you in it and like doesn't let you go i i just love you know mostly the second half of the song does that yeah i think that this song uh it uses more of the repetition um structure you know where it's kind of like i guess like saying it over and over and over again um you know some part of this one line and then in the what is this bridge it's uh four lines but it's repeated so much that it's kind of just like you can picture her trying to convince herself of this thing yeah don't know how it was gonna end that um I think the lyrics she uses in Camden are so powerful. I think it starts off on a really like bold confession. I never said it, but I know that I can't picture anything past 25. And I think that's a common, a common thing, more so than you'd think in young people not being able to picture growing up. And I know I can't, like anything past college to me just doesn't exist. The fact that I have to have like a job and a life doesn't compute and um but I think in this case she's trying to show how she feels so isolated and alone a lot of the time and she's begging for someone to notice how she's trying really hard to survive and I think that by kicking it off with can't picture anything past 25 which is really powerful and it continues all the way until the end in the outro when she says it again just to kind of nail it in that she's really really struggling and I really think there's not a better way to open and close this song I really like the lyric the first lyric of the chorus which is when I'm towing that line all of the time yeah Cause it's like you're almost there but you're not quite there and you're in that uncertain place yeah all right let's move on to the bottom queen thank you sophia <laughs> i really appreciate that one. okay so let's talk about the bottom now i think that thank you i think that um gracie's Gracie and her team do a really good job at keeping the production true to the story she's trying to tell. But I really clicked with the production in this song especially. I thought that it fit the storyline so well and it, I think, accentuated her voice in all the perfect spots. And like throughout the song, I just kept picking up on these little elements that I really liked. I think what's so electric about the bottom is the fact that it's simple, but it tells a really interesting story in a creative way. So it starts off with um, a verse that is already kind of fun. You know, you have like that, the funky notes and it's, I told you I was down bad. You hate to see me like that. And then it, it moves on to the chorus. When you opened up the door, you let me in when you should have your guard up. So 
what I think is interesting is the play on words that she like uses for common love songs and concepts here all the way until the chorus which is like the whole concept of the song um calling it love but this isn't falling I'm going to drag you right down to the bottom and it's like you know falling in love is something that you write about in so many songs and you know and so many people have written songs you know literally songs called falling for you and she's saying this isn't love I'm gonna drag you right down to the bottom the idea that somebody isn't good for you or you're not good for them and they're still you know letting you in and they just shouldn't be I think it's such an interesting way to tell a story and I agree with Anusha um I don't know if you said this in this episode but it's definitely something you think you love her the, her storytelling I feel like we've talked about that right like she just is such a great storyteller in such a creative way I think that this song was so catchy and this album definitely does a nice job of interspersing the upbeat songs with the not upbeat songs and uh the only thing that I like picked out specifically in the song was that the bridge kind of was sounded like a generic pop bridge to me if that makes sense that's just the vibe I got from it but you know the chorus really like the chorus and I also really like the melody of the pre-chorus because it does a really good job of leading into the chorus which is what it's supposed to do <laughs> okay let's move on to the next track which is wishful thinking I think it's interesting how wishful thinking literally starts with meet you down at the bottom right after the bottom. Yeah. the bottom. I don't know if she did that on yeah. purpose, but I think it's it's interesting. I think a lot of the songs, if you like pay attention, um, use some words that are like titles of other songs in the track list. And I always like when artists do that because it makes the albums seem more put together and interconnected i agree i like how within the song um there was the idea of the song kind of starting and stopping at certain moments if that makes sense like the production kind of like ebbed and flowed and i mean i was talking about production a lot in the last song too but in this song, we kind of got a lot more of these, like, theatric elements that I think definitely proved the point a lot more. I agree. I really enjoyed the kind of, like, change in tempo of the production. Like, it was yeah. it was not a slow, quiet song, but it wasn't, it was an upbeat song, but it wasn't, like, fast upbeat. It had a it had more of a drawn out type of melody, which I think was really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Gracie was wishing that he'd grow up, but I know that you're wishing for an ad break. So here's one right now. Hey guys, we're back and we are going to talk about Older, the best song on this album. Yay. 
I will not. That sounded really sarcastic, but she like actually means that. I actually mean it, and I'm just mad because nobody else has it first. But then if somebody else had it first, I would be angry. So let's be honest, you can't win. I feel like this is Sophia's dilemma with every single album. (laughs) I'm like, this song should be everyone's favorite, but then I get mad if too many people like it, like because nobody can like it. And then it like ends up like last, and then she like she's like, okay, too many people like it now, so now it's going to be at the very end of my rankings. It's fine. It's fine. But this song is just okay. so gorgeous. Let's talk about it. I think I really like the way that it's told. From yeah. all of the lyrics being very, like, quiet and whispered and, like, not meant to be intrusive. And then you could tell by, like, the way she tells the story that it kind of just, the relationship she's talking about just fell apart. When she says, pinch me now, you're caught in my crossfire, fell into my arms, but they got tired. It's just talking about someone who used to be so good for you and now just isn't. And I feel like that's so, it's so sad, but the way she tells it is just so perfect, you know? And it's just saying, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes things don't work when you grow up. I think that Gracie has such a beautiful and soft voice. But to me, I think the song that her voice sounded best in was older. And I can't pinpoint why exactly. Maybe it's, maybe it's like the concept of the song. Maybe it's like what she's singing about. But like to me, the song felt so much more raw in the emotion in her voice. And that's like mainly the reason that it's so high up on my rankings and you know obviously as Sophia said the idea of the song is just so heartbreaking and beautiful too I love it yeah I think that I was really intrigued by the sound and the melody and I really enjoyed it sonically first and then you know listening to the lyrics it tells a really good story and I think that it was one that was a little more um I don't know like a little a one that was easier for I guess all of us to really connect to and appreciate I guess um and I think that being this being like in the middle of the album uh allows it to be one of those like quiet heart-wrenching types of stories in between the more upbeat tracks of the album I think that like the music the background music almost gives the feel of an interlude you know like it's it's a nice pause it's a nice break but it's also just such uh, a strong standalone track and I think what stands out the most about this is the articulation the way she says you know when you felt cracks again like the way she touches on every single one of those syllables is just so um interesting because it makes her sound even more heartbroken and i just think that this song is the all-around awesome package deal like 
It's perfect. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next track, which is better. What surprised me when I first listened to this album is when I would just like shuffle it, that the song that was called Better is not the one that went better, better, better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I just like, I would get so confused. I was like, this is not better, but it keeps saying better. (laughs) But anyway, this song is very good even though it does have a deceiving title, given the placement of the of it in the album. I really enjoyed the uh, the production of the song. It seemed very like put together and full, especially in the chorus when it when it like hits and it goes so if that's all it was part. Yeah. But I also do think the verses hold some really sad lyrics. Like, verse two, I really like, and it goes, it's been a while, old clothes fit larger, you're looking smaller, what happened when I left? Yeah, that is sad. I I like how in this song, she says in the pre-choruses that she's not mad about it. She says, I'm not mad about it, but you've barely left my head. And then in the chorus, she said, so if that's all it was, if you're good giving in, giving up, I hope if that's all it was, I hope you feel better now. I think that there's still like a slight tone of resentment and spite, I think, hidden in there, which I really, really like, like how her voice is able to carry such complex emotions in them even though she says in the pre-chorus that she's not mad about it. I don't know. That's something that really stuck out to me. It's like, I'm not mad, but yeah, I'm a little mad. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let's move on to the next track, which is Hard to Sleep. I think that despite being called Hard to Sleep, it is very serene and soothing (laughs) and soft and could definitely put me to sleep if I'm tired. I also think we all slandered it just a little bit. Just a little bit of slander. But it's also just every single track on this album is just so awesome. Like, there's no other way to describe it. There's none that I was like, eh, I didn't really like that. Every single one finds a way to draw me in. And I think that's what I really like about Gracie. She's always going to draw you in with the song, no matter what it's about and how she's telling the story. Yeah, I agree. I also wish I could put this song a lot higher than it is. But uh, I think that the verses of the song were just so, I don't know, they resonated a lot with me. Um, The song starts with the lyric, I only thought it for a minute, but it got me down. And that is... I feel like something that everyone deals with, just like those intrusive thoughts that, I don't know, make it hard to sleep, guys. (laughs) Yeah. I also, I wonder if this is a Wonderland reference, but when she says the talking turned to screaming, I was like, hmm, Taylor. Hmm. (laughs) I love Taylor, and so does Gracie, so it's fine. (laughs) 
But it's really interesting that the title of this song comes from the bridge. I think that's not something people do often. That's true. And I think Gracie is really good at coming up with song titles. They're not boring ever, really. And it's like, you. I feel like a lot of artists, they're just so boring sometimes. They just pick, like, whatever's, like, repeated most in the song. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. And honestly, sometimes it works. But I feel like it's not as personal. And it's just, like, it's very commercial to do that. And I don't think her songs are ever that commercial. Okay. Let's move on to the next song, which is Augusta. So this is another song in our little trifecta, the last song in our little trifecta of places that we encounter in this album. I like how this one, though, is, like, mainly, like, the concept of a place and a location is the main theme of the song. Yeah, like, the main theme. The main (laughs) theme. And there should be quiet. Okay. too good guys too good the way that i didn't get it you said it twice i was like what is she going off about oh my god i think that i agree with vic i think this is really interesting um the way she's saying that she might go back to um where she's from well i mean she says I feel like maybe i might go to boston but She's talking about just, like, leaving California and leaving L.A. because that could be such an exhausting place. And she says, California makes me exhausted. I've never been to California, but I imagine that it does just that. (laughs) I've been to California once, and I think California does make me exhausted. (laughs) So if it wasn't clear through the repetition of the words, I'm lost, Gracie is lost. Wow. <laughs> wow. She wants to go back home. So is my contribution to this discussion. I think that this song has a really good place on the album because you know in the other album she's in the other songs on this album she's talking about you know maybe specific relationships or uh, specific points in time but this song is much more about like a feeling uh that maybe was you know influenced by these experiences but is something that she is dealing with herself yeah okay let's move on to the penultimate track painkillers I think that my favorite part of the song was how the outro was very, like, soft and subdued. It was, like, as if you took a painkiller to dull the pain. Mm, yeah. That's that's what I keep bringing up throughout this discussion, and I've literally mentioned it, like, three times. The production is just perfect, and fits her storytelling to a T. And what I like the song about- is a perfect example of that. What I like about this song is that it is it uses the whole you know metaphor of painkillers like Mm -hmm. it's like half in reality but half metaphorically as well. Yeah. Um, And 
I really like the lyric in the chorus, which is, I called you out and labeled you my problem. Because that's such a, I feel like that's such a, I don't know, interesting way to describe, um, like, having an issue in a relationship. Yeah, and then I should know that it takes one to know one. I just think it's a really interesting way to, um, like, talk about a codependent relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in verse two, when she says the side effect is cold resentment. And then I think I like how that's followed up by tricked me into thinking you were stronger. You know, like, just being deceived by the relationship, doing, like, like being in a relationship that just like isn't right like it just can't be and because there's so many problems and you guys are all like so deeply like codependent on each other that it isn't healthy but I don't know I feel like painkillers like as much as I didn't realize like that that's what it was going to be about it made a lot of sense especially through her lyrics and how she keeps the concept really strong throughout the whole song yeah with that, let's move on to the very final track on this album, which is All Right. The, I, like I said when I was talking about um, The Bottom, how wishful thinking immediately uses the word The Bottom in the opening line. This one does too. So the song before was, I was about to say that too. And then she opens up this line goes, I still avoid medication like okay that's exactly what I was about to bring up yeah I love that I was gonna bring up how this is the song that repeats the word better but also like yeah. the song like the song better this is called all right so you can you know they're kind of in similar like concepts I guess and neither of them are happy songs it's just it's like it's called all right and then the lyric goes i'm just not all right it's like i was like oh gracie girl she's just you definitely thought you You definitely thought thought. you thought thought this album was gonna end in a happy note you're wrong (laughs) i I am a i'm a big big sucker for the lovely plucking throughout the song is so lovely and gorgeous and makes me so happy because I mean I I feel like I'm never going to stop gushing over the production of this album it's just fits so beautifully with what she was trying to do and it gets her story across in the best way possible yeah there's so many good things you could say about this album but I think we tried our hardest to give it justice in these 12 tracks that we just talked about but with that we'd like to say thank you so so much for listening and thank you for sticking around um if you want to recommend an album or anything at all feel free to let us know our instagram is at the speaking of music podcast and our tiktok is at speaking of music podcast So make sure to go follow both of those for all the latest updates. And as always, we'll see you next week. Bye.